So we, yeah, so we, we typically don't record on Zoom, but we chose, uh, of course, we chose the day that our engineer decides to move across the country yeah. uh, to do an interview. So uh, we're having to borrow my corporate Zoom account today. <laughs> where are you guys located? Uh, we're in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? Are you LA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have how long you been in Los Angeles? Um, probably like 12, 13 years or so, but I'm, I'm originally from Virginia. Oh, okay. Richmond, Virginia area. Richmond, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's Guar country. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're big Guar fans over here. Dave Brocky was a was a friend of mine. Oh wow, I did a painting of him back in the day. I was just thinking about because I think the his birthday was recently. Um, but yeah, it made me think of this painting I did of him in my twenties. I always wonder sometimes when I think of Dave, I think, uh, and I hope I showed him that painting. This is one of my best paintings, but I don't know if I ever did or not. Now as Dave or as odorous? Uh, as odorous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you answered one of my questions because, uh, from, from your, from your work on Mr. Pickles as a, um, Oh man, as a, how do I how do I preface this? Um, I don't know because I don't know what you're saying. I know. As <laughs> as I'm trying to like tiptoe around trying to claim to being like a real metal fan, but not feeling lame about it. And I don't know how to present that. You just embrace it, baby. Well, you know, I, I'm sure uh, well, I'm sure you get this all the time where you're always on the lookout for like ironic metal like fans. And <laughs> Mr. Pickles, I when I first watched it, I could never I couldn't get a feel at first because I don't know. I kind of, for a minute, I had like a love hate with Adult Swim because I thought Metalocalypse was kind of like ruining the culture in like a really lame. I don't know what kind of weird high horse I was on. But once once I came around to that and I realized like, oh man, it's all coming from love and you know. Well, I think you have you are self professed that you struggle with comedy. Oh yeah, you've gotten much better. Oh, thank you. You've gotten much better. Uh, your jokes are still about the same. <laughs> but you, you laugh at more jokes. I need a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. It's it was hard for me to like nail down what is like genuine and what's kind of like living off the culture. Mm-hmm. And then you know, when I was looking at your IMDb page, I'm like, holy shit, you were you were back there with um, uh, oh, man, the Black Label video. I'm like, that's oh, my sh- God, yeah. Dude, that's like, that's Lamb of God, like early days when they were like legit, like you couldn't talk shit about them back then. How, how the hell did you film that video for them? Well, I was um, going to VCU, um, you know, which is the college, uh, like art school in, uh, in Richmond. And um, I was going to school for painting and I wound up kind of getting into video there in my early 20s started making some videos and stuff. And I can't remember exactly. I think my friend Seth Gans introduced me to Lamb of God and he produced that video. Um, But they basically had a lot of um, footage from their tours and they wanted to make a video out of it. And I had made like a little uh, weird kind of artsy short film around that time. So I, I basically took their tour footage and interspliced it with moments of this weird short film that I had done on like a Hyatt camera. Uh, and I kind of just edited it all together um, into this other weirder <laughs> piece. But um, yeah, 
Um, sorry, my cat's going crazy right now. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? <laughs> That's what, this is a uh, cat-friendly household. Um, I, I'm kind of in like the, the hills where there's a lot of bobcats and there's a mountain lion too. So it, oh. if she ever gets outside, which she did the other day, she like, she freaks out. <laughs> it just he smells the other animals in the air and just wants wants to get outside. But you know. are you a uh, pro outdoor cat guy? I, I mean, used to be bobcats. I just don't want her to get eaten. That's all. Yeah, so, for sure. So, I, um, have, yeah. I have that argument with Oksana all the time. Uh, she she has a cat that she loved that uh, was hit by a car, and I'm like, wasn't that enough for you to like back off of the? Uh, is your mic even on? You could say hi. Also, you guys should probably introduce yourself. Because- <laughs> okay, all right, your, mic, your say, mic's going he says off. our name. Okay, well. You stick to, you're pressing my, your buttons. My mother right. thinks it's cruel to keep cats locked indoors. So my cat actually survived a lot of trauma from being uh, mostly outdoor. Um, oh, yeah. And then her cat, um, her last cat did get hit by a car. So she's on she's taking a break from cats for a while okay <laughs> thanks for bringing the mood down i'm turning your mic well, it sounds off. like the cat community's thankful of that <laughs> also will i'm russell i realize now that my name isn't up there it just says overlook i thought your first name was overlook yeah you do you have to tell you something you could pass as an overlook <laughs> <laughs> it's the surname the theater that's where i yeah. would like. overlook it's solid but yeah to, just you know the finished up talking about lamb of god yeah th- those guys are all great guys and um had a lot of fun working on that and then you know I, th- I think from there um avail you guys know the band avail yeah they were like hey can you do one for us and so then uh me and uh dave stewart made one for avail and then did some other music videos there did municipal wastes first music video oh rad unleash the bastards so are you are you more of a metal guy or like a horror dude? Um, I like metal, but I'm more of a horror dude. Um, I would say that like when it comes to music, I like I know it, it's always kind of lame to me when I ask somebody what kind of music they like and they say everything. But yeah. for me, I actually do like everything. Like I'll I'll listen to black metal followed by uh, Beethoven, you know, and then to blues and then Blink Ray or surf rock or oldies and background of slayer or something you know yeah but but as far as movies go i i mostly like horror um or thrillers but i'll say it's really hard to find good horror movies so i i find i spend most of my time looking for horror movies rather than than watching you know yeah i mean we watch a lot of horror movies here or at least i do um is that you taking (laughs) shots right now dave every, every now and then we'll record the podcast and all you have is uh F1 talk to add. So. Let me tell you something. It's a very uh, cantankerous season. Okay. <laughs> the drama's very high. Now, <laughs> Will, do you have like a favorite like heavy metal horror movie? This is one of my favorite questions asked people who, you know, listen to the music because it's hard to nail like an authentic feel of like, I don't know, metal, heavy metal. And uh, there's, there's so many like little weird deep cuts out there that I'm always looking for more. Well, I mean, I don't know if you if it's the really heavy metal horror, but I would say that a couple, I mean, first kind of movies that come to mind are House of a Thousand Corpses, you know, uh, from Rob Zombie. Yeah. It's not really, I don't know if you'd say it's heavy metal, but it's like, 
maybe the closest to it I can, in my head, you know, it has some of his music in his place here and there. And it's uh, not really, a, it, it seems like a traditional horror movie, but isn't at the same time with some of the, a lot of like negative effects and, and color effects he does in there. Um, so are you, are you a Rob Zombie fan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Rob Zombie stuff a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so turbulent talking to horror fans about Rob Zombie because it's he's so polarizing. And I know early on, um, Oksana was a fan of House of a Thousand Corpses. It took me years to come around to it. And now I can really appreciate it. But I still get into arguments with people who are like, he just ripped off, you know, blank. That's always what people go to. And then when he, you know, talks about remaking movies all the time, it's hard to like, yeah, argue that. Well, I, you know, um, th- that can usually bug me when like something is like a clear like rip off of something else. But I didn't really get that from House of a Thousand Corpses. Kind of what I got from House of a Thousand Corpses was um, he was he was inspired by bits and pieces of various movies, you know, probably mm-hmm. mostly Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But, um, you know, I. I guess there's a weird line there, but with House of the Thousand Corpses, it didn't really cross it for me. Um, the other movie I would think of, which it, it isn't heavy metal at all either, nor is it really a horror movie, but, or maybe it is, Mandy, I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that worked. You know. Again, I had a weird relationship with that one, too, because mm-hmm. everybody was like, that axe is so metal. And I'm like, that axe looked like it came out of World of Warcraft. And I, you know, like my ideal, like, if I'm going to say like heavy metal axe would be like a traditional battle axe. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that axe did throw me. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was like the one moment in the movie. I remember watching it for the first time. I was like, mm, I don't know about the axe. Now I, now I like it. Um, but it's kind of become a thing now. Like yeah. I'm sure people replica it or make replicas of it and sell it. It like stood out. Like it didn't fit. Uh, for sure. But I, I think, you, you know, I realized I should, um, when I'm talking about, oh man, I, I don't know why it, it makes me like cringe inside, like, oh, heavy metal. That culture is just so weird. It's so internet. What, I, what I'm talking about is kind of like metal exploitation. So, you know, films like Trick or Treat or like Black Roses or uh, uh, Rocktober. Wait, what the hell is the name? I don't think I've seen those. Rocktober, Rocktober Blood. Blood. Yeah, dude. Okay. I got to turn you on those. And they're okay. kind of like, um, we have like a Bigfoot community out here. Oh yeah, I'm into Bigfoot. I mean, kind of. I mean, oh okay. Are you pro or anti kill? Oh, pro anti kill. Yeah. Are you pro or anti kill? Uh, I don't even know what that means. Does that mean that if I <laughs> so I'm not like a Bigfoot. Like I watch. I'm interested in Bigfoot, but I don't know all yeah. the lingo. I, I honestly, I wasn't very interested in Bigfoot, except we kind of got immersed in it out here a little bit. And and uh, one of the local uh, film coordinators out here was telling us about how Canadians are very anti-kill Bigfoot, where a lot of uh, yeah, but there are a lot of people who want to find him because he's a monster and oh, you know kill him. yeah and do away with him. And uh, it I'm, wasn't I'm a- anti-kill. Make some money. I I don't know. You know, all the stories I've ever heard of people encountering Bigfoot, it, it went okay. I guess you wouldn't hear stories about ones that went bad. But yeah. I mean, it's tough for me too, because honestly, I kind of feel like I know Bigfoot because there's a Bigfoot <laughs> character in Mr. Pickles and Mommy Named Me Sheriff. And like, 
now like my brain's trained to think of when somebody says Bigfoot, I think of a uh, Bigfoot he talks, to te- you know, an Italian voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the real Bigfoot. No, I, I would definitely not kill Bigfoot. Uh, I don't know if he was like that beef jerky commercial Bigfoot. Oh, I think yeah, you'd, you'd have to defend yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so we, I was immersed in like this Bigfoot community and, um, one of the guys uh, who was running the festival programmed this midnight movie that he, he asked us personally to stay. And the movie opens up with a Bigfoot print in the ground that starts pulling with blood mm. and people walked out. And later on, I'm like, well, what happened? And people are like, I, I learned that the culture, you know, they they find that to be Bigfoot exploitation where they demonize the monster instead of like, you know, um, sitting in awe and wonder at like nature's magic. And it's funny because then I started thinking about those heavy metal movies where I'm like, these aren't actually like pro heavy metal in any way. They're actually just exploiting the, like the uh, visual buffet. Just putting heavy metal on it to make the, (laughs) yeah, the scene seem more badass or something. Well, that's why Rocktober blood is cool because it's made by like, heavy metal like dudes out here who wanted to make a movie and it doesn't work in the way that you would imagine hmm. except they got sorcery to do the music and there are two fucking bangers in that film also if you're gonna make a movie that involves metal and uh a, a slasher the best like the best climax is in that film where a band is playing and they're doing like theatrics and background singers are being killed on stage for real but everybody thinks it's show and it, oh. it just fucking works. Yeah. So I, I got to find a link for you or something and send you that. Yeah. Out. I got to make, I got to, got to write this down. Um, and I will say, you know, there is a following. I think the Alamo was doing um, uh, rock. Oh, no, it wasn't called Rocktober. It was called like, I don't know. They did some October lineup. And, uh, they, you know, it was like an ironic screening. But <laughs> man, I would fucking kill to go see those. I can't believe you never saw Trick or Treat. That's the one that had Ozzy in it. And um, uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, he's just a cameo. It's Ozzy and Gene Sim. Gene Sim. I couldn't pull that name. Uh, don't we have Stamos in that? Or am I thinking of something? No. What you're, am I thinking of? You're confabulating uh, Never Too Young to Die, I think. Yes, that's it. Wh- which he's also in. Yeah. <laughs> They're both good. But that wouldn't be a bad double feature, honestly. All right. We planned it. <laughs> Book it. What's a good Bigfoot like movie or show or documentary to watch? Well, okay. Are we talking like, um, like a nonfiction serious approach or like something fun? that's going to like make me think like, nah, man, Bigfoot's real. You got to watch this show. Oh, okay. Well, um, Oxen, do you know the name of that movie I was talking about where the blood pulled in the footprint? Because there's two movies. I know we own them both. And, um, the reason people would get mad is like in that movie, a, a dude shows up on a motorcycle and pulls over on the side of the road and his dick gets cut off. And this is like the level, uh, dude. In I think in that film, Bigfoot breaks into a house with an axe too. Oh, okay. Wait, so his dick got cut off just by pulling over on the side of the road? Well, I can't remember how. (laughs) I was drinking. That's bad luck, man. Um, (laughs) I I think that's it. Yeah, Night of the Demon from um, Night of the Demon eighty three. Yeah, weird name, but it's about a Bigfoot. Night of the Demon. Yeah, and there's another one where a. uh, college group goes out on like a field trip and it turns into a Bigfoot movie. <laughs> yeah, that one's good too. It's kind of like hammer horror where it's, you know, um, 
a lot of emphasis on the story, not a lot of visual storytelling, except it yeah. pays off in the end. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll shoot emails to you I've, about I've, those titles. I've come to, to appreciate story more than visuals. Lately. Really? Mm-hmm. What, has that, is that a natural inclination sort of happened? Because um, I I, I, I'm a visual from, guy. I mean, I think it just comes from, you know, writing, I guess, being a writer. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, I want to, I want to have those, those twists and turns. I mean, ideally the story is good and the visuals are good. Right. But, um, sure. just visuals like kind of just, eh. you would think so. <laughs> Sometimes you can have a hell of a story and, you know, they, um, they just don't know how to portray it through a visual means. That's true. Yeah. Like we, we have one dude who does reviewing for our, uh, or used to when we did it, who he would pay, he could name every character in a Friday the 13th movie. And I had seen it like 10 times and he'd be like, I, I don't know. I didn't like Beth. And I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I wasn't believing their relationship. It's fucking. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't Friday the 13th. That, yeah. That's that, but it's different with Friday the 13th because it's like, I mean, for me, I, I grew up watching Friday the 13th. Like that was the movie that as a kid kind of got horror stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you, you don't expect to have like too much of a story in those kind of movies. It's nice to like have surprises and stuff, but like, it's more about uh, it reminding you of the eighties in a way, <laughs> or like the way you felt when you were a kid watching those movies, new twists, the, you know, Jason and stuff like that. Yeah. Friday the 13th is weird though, because you have a franchise with 13 films where I don't think they had a single repeat director yet. You have people who, you know, they start tying the mythology together. So it's kind of like an audience participation story comes out of it. And then when you go against that, people get mad, which, you know, happens with all the remakes. Interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't think that I've seen all the Friday the 13th. I mean, um, I think I stopped once he was in space. I was like, I. <laughs> you know, okay. Now you're a writer. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting to me that, like, you know, they had made what? Okay. So Jason X was 10. Yeah. They had made nine movies prior where it was set in the woods. And then when, when they do a whole new location and kind of a, a, just a different idea, so many people were just not on board with it. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, we're trying something new here. And it's the 10th movie in the franchise. I know. <laughs> I mean, for me, and I don't remember much about that movie. Um, I don't even know if I finished it. Maybe I need to rewatch it. But I, I feel like it wasn't the fact that they're in space that threw me. It was the like, didn't he have like a different futuristic looking mask? I think that's what threw me. You know what I hated? Because they at some point referred to him as Uber Jason. Oh, which at the time was like a very hot internet word. <laughs> and, you know, I, I watched, God, I watched it like last year again. I was showing a friend and um, the movie was way ahead of its time. It really? felt very like internet millennial savvy. When was Jason X? When did that go? Oh, early 2000s. It must have been okay. hmm. 2001. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It would be interesting to go back and look at it now. But hey, the 20th anniversary. Oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Man. Yeah, man. Oh. All right, book that triple bill. Yeah. 
<laughs> book it with the other two. Way to make me feel old. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I uh, well, I think that's interesting. You bring that up because, like me, I, I'm more you know naturally inclined on the the writing side. However, um, you know, me be I am not artistically inclined with any sort of you know i'm colorblind and i think that my brain just shuts off any sort of artistic endeavor having to do like with lighting and with you know illustrations anything like that i'm just not inclined to do that and my creativity has you know fallen more into the written and spoken form so i just have great appreciation for people who can access that part which I just cannot do. And it drives me crazy. You can probably do it. Just got to practice a little more. I can draw a little cartoon people. That's about it. I can't, <laughs> I cannot draw buildings for shit. Well, I don't I like drawing do buildings really either. That's it's, I don't know. Anytime shapes and stuff, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's rough go. <laughs> That's why I knew architecture was never going to be my thing. Also, hate math. Yeah, as a kid who uh, didn't pay much attention in high school, I really wish I could drew like I wish I was an illustrator and I tried. And yeah. I, yeah, I failed. But I don't think that translate directly into like making a film. I don't know. I mean, it can. You know, it's it's all about, you know, what you are you know inclined and your your um, just how you see the world. Yeah. You know, and how you express yourself. I think all that matters. I don't know. Will, what, what did you like? Um more when it came to creating in a visual medium do you like animation or did you like actually shooting a, a film they're both different beasts you know yeah, yeah. i would say with <clears throat> ultimately i like end result wise i think um i've always liked the look of film better like even in animation i kind of all you know, with Mr. Pickles, when I was storyboarding out episodes, I was seeing them visually as live action most of the time. Um, but what's cool about animation is that, like, <clears throat> you can create, create the world straight out of your brain, you know? Like, all right, I need this crazy thing to happen. Start sketching. Um, it, it takes a lot longer with animation um and you can tweak things along the way to a point you can always better things whereas um the stressful thing with with animation is kind of all the work that goes into it what can be stressful about filming is all right you got one shot to get this <laughs> yeah. um so you got a lot more preparing um, and then you have a limited time to get it um and then there's only so much you can do after the fact I guess ultimately I like the look of live action better. Um, now what, like, are you a big animation guy? Like, I don't, I don't want to say like anime, but like even American animation, like Ralph Bakshi or anything. I'm not really a huge animation guy. I'm more of an art guy when it comes okay. to, um, like I like, I've, I've always just like enjoyed drawing weird characters ever since I was a little kid. So, um, you know, and you know, I didn't really watch a lot of animation. Um, we like growing up, we we, had, we didn't have like cable or anything, so um, 
I couldn't watch the shows that I wanted to unless I was at a friend's house. <laughs> Same with yeah. horror movies, you know? Like, I had to be at my friend's house down the street to watch any horror movies, like Friday the 13th or Hellraiser. Beavis and Butthead, I'd only see, like, oh, <laughs> friend's house, stuff like that, you know? So, um, yeah, my parents were not, uh, they wouldn't let me watch any rated R movies, but they did let me get away with like MTV, which I was happy about because I had a lot of friends who had the reverse situation going like they could rent movies and their parents wouldn't like screen it at all. But like MTV was banned. But what about so what, what about Joe's apartment? MTV's first movie. Oh, God. You don't I, remember Joe's I vaguely apartment remember then? that. That's interesting. See, if I had known that that was an MTV movie back in the day, I would have said to my parents, but you like this movie, Joe's Apartment, which they did. <laughs> or my dad did. We should have MTV. But there you go. Yeah, MTV for like one year. And then uh, I think my dad walked in on some music video and was like, nope. <laughs> Done. Yeah. I couldn't watch The Simpsons. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's rough. I did grow up watching The Simpsons, and that, that probably uh, for sure had some kind of influence. Yeah, I can count on one hand how many full Simpson episodes I've seen in my life. Really? Well, yeah. I look. It's not that. Look, I I know that I would have great appreciation for the Simpsons. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. There's no doubt. It's just now. It's just a point to where I mean, where do I start? I don't even know. It's like 37 seasons. Well, it sounds like Will was in the same boat that Oksana was, where she didn't have cable either. Yeah. So she that's the only fucking show she watched. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. It was yeah. that was it. Um, and it was it was on Fox. Um, it was you know, it was like very mainstream. Families could watch it, but it was really funny too. Um yeah, I remember I had like a I think I had a Bartman shirt when I was a little kid at some point. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know, you don't even know what Bartman is, maybe. Oh yeah, for sure. I remember I my mom had bought me a shirt from like I'm guessing now it was from Tijuana, but I was like five. And it was like a brown Bart and it said like I Caramba. And I always think of that because I'm like, yeah, you could not wear that today. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, pretty fun. I don't if you if you look the role, like if you were some like hipster that was clearly gonna be like on the right side of everything, you maybe you could get away with it. I don't think I but could. But it was in Tijuana, you got it. I just that's <laughs> the story in my head. I I just had the shirt. Okay. I don't know. I'll ask All her right, and I'll fair. follow up. Now, Will, I'm trying to get a read of you. Cause you seem so like laid back and chill yet. You made the movie dead till death. And uh, it's, it's a fucking crazy film. Now, Mr. Pickles should have set me up for it, but I didn't know. <laughs> I, uh, we were talking to a dude on his podcast. Uh, that's all about seltzer water. Yeah. And Clark, that's had the kind of lies we live. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we guessed, we guessed on seltzer flavored uh, podcast. Yeah, Seltzercast. Uh, we love you, uh, triple threat Irish name, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Anyway, uh, he was like, oh, what kind of drink do you guys want to talk about? And Clark was going through this. I don't know what the hell was happening. You were wearing backwards hats, sunglasses indoors, and you were drinking liquid death. We all try things, dude. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to tell Will. You, he used to walk around the house talking nothing but shit on liquid death. That's fair. And then I changed. And then he drank one and he's like, I'm on the team now. And on seltzer or I mean, sparkling or both, both. I started with the still. I like, I, look, I just, I like a nice <laughs> natural spring water. I'm a big water guy. I love natural spring water. And this comes from the Austrian apps. I like their packaging. I like the taste. I've got 
I love the water. And then the sparkling water is good because it's not too carbonated. It's just the right level of carbonation. Big fan of liquid death. The reason why I was anti-liquid death <laughs> is it was a very trendy thing. And I saw Burt Kreischer do it. I like Burt Kreischer, but he's a trendy bitch. And so I saw him do it. I'm like, I don't want, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> then as it turns out, I did need this in my life. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big liquid death guy. Yeah. So <laughs> we pitched liquid death to the seltzer cast and he went, ah, we already did that. Yeah. Like, but we were Googling it and we're like, wait, it looks like they're coming out with a horror movie. And he's like, oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, are you going to watch that? That would be easy. We do a horror podcast. And he was like, no. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. But any after we recorded, I think it was that night. It was that premiered. day. Yeah. And I went down. I was like, well, fuck it. We're going to watch it. So yeah. we watched the live stream. And uh, man, it was a cool little event. Like, were you actually in the live stream? I don't know. Um, I was at the like theater where they, they the showed. Premiere. Yeah, that's right. I did see that they had tweeted out pictures of like a red carpet rolled out. And how was that? W was it open to the public? I think it was like a, an invite um, type thing. Ooh. Sure. Um, uh, but it was cool. Um, yeah, there was a good amount of people there and it was it was cool to see it on the big screen uh, for sure. All right. So how did how did this project all happen to where? Um, did were you approached by um, an Austrian water company saying, "Hey, we want to make a horror movie. Here you go." Like, what's that process like, man? <laughs> well, Mike uh, Cesario, the the you know the main brains behind Liquid Death, had seen Mr. Pickles and and reached out to me and was like, "Hey, uh, um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he told me <laughs> <laughs> Liquid Death and um, wanted to meet up with me." And, uh, you know, talk about visual ideas and concepts and, and some writing and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, the name Liquid Death right away grabbed your attention, the grabbed mine. Um, but what really kind of like made me want to get on board was when, you know, he, uh, he explained how, you know, <clears throat> most plastic isn't recyclable and how water in a can um, is better for the environment and that proceeds were going to go to help you know, clean up plastic from the oceans that kind of like got nailed it down for me and I got on board and then, um, yeah, started making designs. Um, actually I have the first, uh, can right here that Mike, uh, gave me once it had my, my drawing of the skull on it. Oh, right here. Yeah. This is the original can. It's kind of all bent up. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, and then, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started. We just kept, kept making stuff. Um, so that's your art on the can? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn, so you've been there Amazing. from the beginning. Um, pretty close to it, yeah. Okay, and how early on did uh, the idea of making a horror film as, as advertisement? You know, I can't remember exactly how it came about, but I remember at one point, must have been a couple of years ago. Um, <clears throat> I was like, Mike, we should make a, a horror movie <laughs> or something like, wouldn't it be crazy if we made a horror movie uh, about liquid death? And it was one of those, oh man, that would be amazing. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, now, oh, hold on. How do you pitch an idea like that? Now, let me start from the beginning. Are you a hardcore fan? Um, 
I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan. I like hardcore when I hear it, but I'm not like. All right, my man. Uh, all right. So, do you drink? Uh, yeah, drink here and there. All right. Do you prefer a bottle or a can there? Hmm. You know, I actually uh, prefer draft, but yeah, well, draft but, wins all day. But if you have uh, to, like, yeah, I actually like can because it's colder. That's actually why I like um, um, the liquid death water. Cozy. So cold. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo <laughs> yeah he's got a pile of koozies right next to him always now, <laughs> no i fucking love a can too and um i i realized it w- when i was drinking a bunch of guinness and i'm like i like the nitro in there but i'm like dude the bottle it's i don't know what it is it doesn't stay as carbonated i think that's the other thing like you get more kick out of a can yeah for sure i go both ways yeah, you would. It depends on it depends on what we're now. I will tell you this: the can technology has gotten much better in the <laughs> past decade alone. With beer, with beer specifically, mm-hmm. like you really don't get that tinny taste you used to. They've gotten much better with the insulation of the cans. <laughs> I never noticed the tinny taste. Before. I used to do a lot of research. <laughs> Days are behind me. I've been, I've lived many lives. All right, now. When you pitch an idea like, let's make a horror movie about this water product, are you hanging out like drinking? Like, are you are you close with Mike? I mean, we used to go, go you know, uh, get some beers and talk ideas before the pandemic, sure. But I feel like it's been forever now. But um, this wasn't one of those moments, I think. It was, um, I mean, kind of like early on with Liquid Death, it was a lot of like texting and emails and calls yeah. and like, Hey, I got this idea. I'm going to, I'm going to run it by you just so I don't forget it. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it totally, it seems like it could have went either way. Like, Oh, Hey, passing idea in the text, or you could have been sitting around doing ayahuasca or something. <laughs> the thing is making a horror movie out of a like branded, like, oh, the fact that it's water makes it a slightly weirder, but it feels like one of those ideas that a ton of people have had, but nobody's like, I don't, I don't know, had the balls to just do it. Cause I don't know. I feel like if there was a, a room full of money, men, they'd be like, what the, f- what are you just wasting money here? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. And then end of, uh, end of last year, Mike, Mike called me up and was like, Hey, uh, I think we might actually be able to make a movie. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we got the ball rolling and, uh, some months later, it was done. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you got a few people credited here for um, the story. You and Mike mainly. Now, who who came up with the idea? Like, wait, are we? We can get into this, right? We're not like the film's out. It's on Amazon Prime right now for two ninety nine. Yeah, we can talk about. Okay, it. we can we can spoil it. Okay, yeah. Because you walk a, it's like when I was watching, I'm like, there's a few things that I thought were interesting and like. Cool. One, I love a short runtime. Love it. I'm like, it's fucking. I mean, so we program a found footage film festival. So everything we show is like Blair Witch style. And Mm. a lot of the time, the nerdier the filmmaker you get, the more into uh, like being anti studio film they are. So you get a lot of like 50 minute runtime or 60 minute. And, uh, you know, other people who run Film Fest always ask, like, well, how do you program that? And we're like, easy. Like, it's easy to pitch a 50-minute movie. Easy. Especially if the concept's a little weird for people. It'd be like, dude, it's no commitment. So when I saw 45 Minutes, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. 
then we get in the movie and I'm like, oh, are we doing like a critters or like attack of the killer tomatoes here? But like set in like a camp slasher, like wh- where did this idea come from? Well, you know, <clears throat> the first movies that I that I loved as a the kid were slasher movies like Friday the 13th and, or, and then. Who, who's yeah, your favorite slasher but like horror movies in the woods like evil dead okay. too you know and so evil dead too those kind of movies were always i mean shining is my ultimate favorite horror movie and any movie yeah but, um i always wanted to kind of make like a, a movie like this so um <clears throat> you know when i when i was kind of kicking around ideas with mike um I mean, I had like a kind of a general concept idea, you know, um, killer cans of water, killing people. Um, <laughs> That's pretty general. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like log line, here's a summary, here's some things that can happen, just kind of shooting the shit. And then, um, then Mike would add ideas to that. And then when it came time to, oh, maybe we can actually do this a year or two later, um, then, you know, Mike had new ideas to bring to it. And uh, we both were kind of just coming up with ideas separately. Um, and then um, <clears throat> you know, he wanted me to write, write it. And um, so I basically worked on breaking the story, which is usually the, the bulk of writing I found. Um, and so I would just kind of go back and forth with Mike. He would give me his in- input. I would implement it. I would add my own to it. And so the original idea, just like always with any story, it just like starts here and it just grows. Some things work out, some don't. You just try to go down all the paths until all the puzzle pieces of story structure fit in. And then, um, <clears throat> so it was originally going to be, um, you know, like 90 minutes, 100 minutes. Um, and I was going to write the script, but then I got really busy finishing up the recent um, episode of Mama Named Sheriff. So Neighborhood, um, the production company, um, two of the producers are great writers, Rachel and John. And so they kind of took my outline of the story and scripted it. So I worked, me and Mike worked with them. And then, um, so once they had that script, Mike wanted me to direct it. So then I got in and kind of did my pass on their script. Uh, me and Mike's kind of story idea. Um, now, hold on. Now, when you first pitched the idea, yeah. um, did Mike ever resist the the like core of this story being that the product is the villain? No, no. I think that that's um, no, not at all. Uh, I think that that's kind of the hook of the thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it just, I don't know. It just seems like branding. Like, I don't know if Coke would ever sign off on that where it's like, I just, again, I imagine money people going, wait, the can is killing people. Yeah. Like, like, like they're punished for buying our product. Why would we put this out? You know, Mike is a, a bit of a marketing genius and, you know, he, uh, one thing he's really good at is doing the opposite of what <laughs> anybody else in his position would, would do. It makes it work and it makes it work very smartly. Um, so no, I mean uh, that ne- that question was never. <laughs> uh, That's rad. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, you go look, go to the Liquid Death website. Look at like all the branding is. Ev- I mean, everything is just on point. 
Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, the merch and stuff like, you know, they're going for it, man. How come you never pulled the trigger on any of the merch? I don't pull trigger on merch, dude. I don't know. They have the what they had a trucker hat that I thought you'd be really into. I did. The trucker hat was really good <laughs> with the chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, That's also, good. while we're talking about that beautiful website, which it is, and I, I hate how good it looks every time we look at a website that's better than one of the ones we have. It's like, I wish well, that we, doesn't take much. I know. I but I'm like, I wish I knew a fucking web designer. Um, there's a little featurette on there about how the soundtrack was made. And I thought it was like fascinating. Oh yeah, with Ryan. He's amazing. Yeah, where'd you where'd you guys find him? Well, Ryan's a good friend of Mike's. Um, they grew up together. Um, and he's super, super talented. He also made the music for the um Liquid Death animated commercial that i made a couple years ago i don't know if you guys saw that i have no um is it on youtube yeah it is um but yeah ryan ryan is just he killed it on this project um the music is so creepy so eerie some of it he even made like using liquid death cans um oh i didn't even connect that because now the video on the website is him uh talking about how he built like an instrument yeah, he built a bunch of them. Yeah, dude, it looks like it's it's fucking good. It's a short video too. I definitely recommend everybody go check that thing out. And it sounds amazing. He's almost like created an instrument that makes that like uh Texas chainsaw remake like camera noise. Remember when you were trying to pull that? Oh, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the very beginning of that film. Yeah, I remember it. It's great. Dude, he he like canned it. He fe- oh, pardon the pun. Oh boy. He uh it's, yeah, I don't know. Watch that video. It's rad. Okay. But I got to make a note cuz I want to watch that animated one too. Yeah, he made um, you know, uh so he was working on some of the music while we were filming. Um and he's maybe I started hearing stuff like right before we started filming. So, I started getting like some of those those tracks in my head, you know. Yeah. And started kind of while we're filming kind of picturing that kind of uh tone and then um so he he made a bunch of tracks and then we were editing you know i just kind of went to town (laughs) with using his music and and little bits and pieces of it as well and then um and then his kind of like second round of making music was um making more music you know kind of like um seeing what I was using his music. He was seeing the way that I was using his music in the cut and then kind of expanding on it and, and building on top of it. Uh, Yeah. He he really uh, made this thing scary. And that's, that's one thing that, you know, me and Mike um, we're, we're setting out to do here is to not make, not make this corny and cheesy and super campy trying to make it like, as seriously as as is possible with killer cans of water and ryan's music really um made that possible yeah thank you for that by the way as a um lifelong horror fan now the one thing i can't take is when winkiness yeah when they're winking too much it's like so self-aware yeah that you you have like no attachment to anybody Mm -hmm. you walk that line beautifully like one, your film looks amazing. It looks like it could be presented in 4K. Yeah. Like it's very like crystal clear. And, you know, the music, it's not pulling any punches. And even though the premise is kind of ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, totally. it's like at no point did you ever write it that way. 
It's like, no, no, we're, we're leaning into this shit. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think we are both fans of killer object movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, Rubber, I'm a big fan of. Clinton yep. DePuy's Rubber uh, from, geez, about a decade ago. And uh, what's it? Trees. Yeah. Trees is very fun. Trees. Wait, what's trees? I, oh. I also love trees. That's mostly why I love horror movies, because I'm a big fan of trees. But I don't know this movie, Trees. So there's two. Okay. One of them I have on VHS downstairs that I never watched. And then there's the uh, Jason Eisner one, I think, yeah. uh, uh, Hobo with the Shotgun. And um, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Oh, I like that movie. He did a short. You can find that on uh, YouTube, I believe. And it's a holiday horror movie. I I definitely recommend watching that. One. Well, it's yeah. incredible. It doesn't sound like one at like a holiday horror movie, but what's it called? Trees. Oh, that's trees. All right. That's trees. Does it have trees in it? Oh, it's got trees. Okay, cool. Then and, <laughs> and they're killer and they're killer trees. Killer trees. Wow. Great. Yeah. And then I got a feature length one that I've never watched. I think somebody gifted it to me, but it looks fucking cool. Your mic is on if you want to talk. It's Treevenge. 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 Jason Eisner's. And then the feature film is called Trees. Okay. Treevenge is what I'm talking about. Okay. Treevenge. Now, that one is a horror comedy. It's great. Again, though, um, they're right on the line for me. Your film, I'm much more in tune with. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you write it with like irony in mind at all? Or were you like, no, no, we're going to, this has to be played straight? I, I think mostly it was this has to be played straight, um, you know, because it's just so easy for that to to just be a, a gimmick that loses its luster immediately. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, honestly, I think your work with Mr. Pickles is the same thing where I, I always I don't know why I don't give Adult Swim enough credit. And I look at the concept of something. I'm like, OK, yeah, that's cute. But then you get into it and it's really like the through story. And like you go like genuinely dark places with Mr. Pickles. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it makes sense to me now that if you're going to pull off a movie that's part advertisement, but also like, I mean, fuck, dude, the cans go into people and control them. It's like, we're, what influences did you have coming into this? Because mm. I, when talking to Clark, I was like, what do you think it is? More critters or like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? And I don't know if either of those are really right. Well, I don't really remember Attack of the Killer Tomatoes very well. I've Me seen either. it a bunch <laughs> of times, but it's not like a, like I forgot about that movie until you mentioned it. Um, critters, I will say, I, I can't remember like much of any of the movies, but I remember loving that movie when I was a kid. So maybe there was like something in my subconscious that came from Critters. But, um, you know, when I'm with any idea, like I have like my like beginning um, um, inspirations, like comparing something to this film or that film, like, you know, maybe early on there was a little bit of Evil Dead in my mind. There was always a little bit of Shining. Um, but it, usually what happens with any story, at least for me, um, is that it just becomes, it, it sheds all of that. And it, and it needs to become its own thing. Otherwise, you know, it, you're not really doing anything. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> me, it's completely its own thing. Again, 45-minute uh, runtime. There are more 
twist. Like you actually evolved this story in a way that I could have never predicted. And now, you know, you mentioned the shining twice on there. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the bait now. Is there any scene in this movie that's directly inspired by Kubrick in any way? Like, was he guiding your eye at any point? From beyond the grave. Kubrick. We saw no Volkswagen Beetles. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's tough to say because it, whether it's live action or animation, everything changes so much along the way that it's like maybe at some point there was there was a little bit of this, but it's been lost. It's become its its own thing. It's like like I storyboarded every single shot of Dead Till Death. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. I can grab the storyboards in a second, but um, <clears throat> so it's like you know, working with David Crudo, the director of photography, um, I didn't, you know, necessarily want to be like, we're shooting exactly like this. I wanted him to, to make things, um, to bring his vision into it. So it's like, if there was a little bit of Kubrick or a little bit of this or that and anything, um, try to like, let it become something, um, for multiple minds, you know, whether it's yeah. writer, um, writers for me, David Cruda, um, the colorist, everybody. Uh, but yeah, so it's hard to say. There probably was some, some Kubrick, some Shining in there. I don't know. I I'm starting to become know. convinced. I almost feel like you're just like a neutral palette. Like there's influences <laughs> out there, but like, you know, usually when we talk to a director, they're like, oh no, this scene was directly, or I stole from this movie, or I'm, and I'm, I'm looking at you now and I'm like, damn it. I, I love to tell people there are no original ideas, but I'm like, I feel like it came to this pretty, pretty uh, with a unique vision. And you seem fluid to work with. There are too. like seven original stories. That's true. <laughs> How many of them have like cans of water? Three killing people and controlling them. Three. Icarus. I mean, there's, there's definitely some, <laughs> there's one there's definitely some, some evil dead in there with some of those POV shots with the, um, you know, the cans of water. So like if there was anything to say, you know, to compare it to <clears throat> from other movies, there's definitely some inspiration from that there. You are correct. It is. I definitely see the evil dead in there. Although even that comparison isn't like perfect. Because you're kind of like an Evil Dead 1.5. Because you're not all the way two, and you're not all the way one. You're like right in the sweet spot in there. <laughs> that make any sense, do you? Nope. <laughs> Have you ever seen Evil Dead? Yeah, I've seen okay. all. Okay. What am I, a jerk off over here? I've seen all four of them. <laughs> uh, okay, we're coming to <laughs> Fetty Alvarez. Fine. You know, Will, I... Like, w since most of your catalog is animation, I don't know why i imagined you to be almost like a um like i imagined somebody who deals with animation would be like a control freak like kind of like i'm used to creating the whole world here so when i'm on set with a lot of people y'all better do what i want yet it, sitting here talking to you you seem like the most laid back relaxed dude like i imagine if somebody came up to you on set even though you storyboarded the whole thing and like what if we did this i feel like you'd be the type of dude to be like you know what that's a good idea um I am like that, but um, yeah, I, I can be a bit of a control freak when it comes to, or I have been in the past when it comes to animation um, for various reasons. Um, you know, it's like, so say like with Mr. Pickles, I would be um, storyboarding 
um, most, if not all the, um, the episodes. And so it's kind of like things get like nailed down in my head that this is what they look like. You know what I mean? So that like, then when th things would go to animation and they weren't close enough to that, then I would get pretty picky, you know, yeah. but I would have to kind of like ask myself like in, uh, in my head, like, am I giving a note here because, um, I just missed the way it was the way I sketched it out or is it important? And so that was kind of like an, a question I always had to ask myself to not be too, um, controlling and to make sure I was doing my job well. Um, with, when it comes to like, well, even with animation, but I, you know, I was thinking with, with, uh, live action and dead till death, I feel like, you know, I, I work best in general working off of other people's thoughts, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes time to actually making the thing, you know, writing's one thing. And then when you're making it, um, whatever it is you're making is going to be best when you have everybody's input and maybe the input, you know, isn't the right input. You got to know when it is and when it isn't. And, um, a lot of times other people's visions form a bigger collective vision. That, that's, I think when the best stuff is made, at least in my experience. Oh yeah. This is a diplomatic artist right here, Russell. <laughs> you should learn from, or he's hiding something. I can't tell. <laughs> Well, he's got plenty of room in that beer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me grab those storyboards. I, I know you're just using the audio. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, let's look at them. Uh, they got oh, man. I love the wood interior in there. It's a beautiful room. I know, I know this isn't visual, and Randy may even cut this out, but like Clark... <laughs> Clark's backdrop is like a lamp with a bunch of Funko Pop figures. No, it's it's lighting up the uh, the Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. Oh, it's signed by Gunnar Hansen, RIP. Oh yeah, these are all the like hand drawings. Oh, oh wow, it was a shitload of drawings. Oh my god, but, and that's every scene of the film. Yeah, I mean, like some scenes got cut, um, some scenes turned out differently. Um, you know, but there's a lot of scenes in here we're pretty close to. Um, how they turned out um here's like here's nancy's character peeing in the woods right before the oh, death pop up <laughs> for the longest time i used the fact that i couldn't um illustrate as a reason for me not making a film because i just reading a lot of hitchcock oh that's rad so you're like running the pov version of nancy running from the camp See, because every time you see a storyboard, like in a bonus feature of a DVD or something, it's always from like a director who can like draw. And yeah. I'm like, well, what if you can't draw? Like, what do you do? Like have fucking stick figures doing shit? <laughs> or you just don't make a film, I guess. Well, there's also shot lists, too. You know, like you can I mean, some directors just actually like bullet point out all the shots in their head. But I've tried to do that. And. I can't really do it. I have to draw it out. Um, so I mean, you definitely, like, you got the talent for it. And I can't imagine any better way than to get everybody on the same page as you. It's like to hand them, like, here's what in my head, this is what I'm looking at. Yeah, it was definitely, it was a lot of uh, work to sketch out all of, all of this. Like I was basically drawing the edit. <laughs> um, but when it came time, you know, when we were, you know, really slammed and running out of time in the woods at night. <laughs> <In> the, <laughs> it rained all the time, by the way. Um, 
And, you know, I'm not, if I'm like struggling getting across the idea that I want, I could just go, look, right Yeah. And that would help a lot. Yeah. That's a look. Damn, that's a four. Now, I know nobody can see it, but he's holding a tome. There's a <laughs> lot of pages there. And that's a 45 minute movie, or is that the original like 120 cut? No, this is the 45. Damn. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. God damn. Now what now yeah. what did they cut out <laughs> to get it down to 45 minutes and why? Well, I mean, that's a, a thing, essentially nothing. Um, because you know, we we decided that we were gonna do that before the script. So it's like if you have an outline, that outline of the story became dead till death could have been um you know full hour and 20 minutes yeah um or it could have been an 11 minute mr pickles you know length so why why 45 um it's like the record time timing reasons i believe like we needed to finish it fast now again i i love plugging our film fest but we we do um you know, we take submissions in and one of the earliest arguments we ever had was trying to figure out where to have the cutoff for a short film to a feature. Yeah. And I think we landed at like 40 minutes, 40 right? Minutes. Yeah. So when I saw your runtime, I'm like, man, that's like that's no man's land for like, I don't know, a traditional film fest. I mean, ours, we welcome all the weird shit, but yeah. Yeah, talking to another like film, they're like, "What do you do with the forty-five minute thing? You just don't show it." Well, it's like Swanberg. You know, a lot of his early films are under an hour. Yeah, but they're they're also very yeah, it's a very mumblecore thing. Yeah, it, very pointedly not studio. Yeah, yet you look at like Dead Till Death, and man, it's a fucking. This is a. It looks like a million dollar movie. It looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, you killed it, and that was one of the first like. Going into the film, it's like, okay, well, I guess we're going to buckle up. I have no idea what the hell I'm about to watch. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, well, my last question is, where did you guys film it? Because that scene uh, that you used the drone shot of the trees and the different color of the trees. Oh, it was beautiful. You know what? That's a Kubrick shot. That's very shining. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was at um, Hawk Mountain. Um, every, everything was in um, Pennsylvania. Okay, I knew it was East Coast. Okay, it felt very, it felt very East Coast trees to me. Very autumn. When did you guys shoot that? Uh, we shot that in May. Okay, April or May, not autumn. I, I think early May. One yeah, for two. It, it rained for like the the first like four days in a row or something like that. It was it was like the the day it rained the most was like the day like we needed like a a scene that was about sunny skies. <laughs> so it was like, all right, well, we got to rewrite on the fly. Um, funny enough, actually, uh, we, so we, we filmed at like an abandoned Girl Scout camp um, out in the countryside, but we were originally going to film at this other um, location um, that had this abandoned house in there. And um, I remember when we went to go, <laughs> look in this abandoned house we didn't wind up filming at this place but when we went in there there was no graffiti anywhere inside very old uh house um but upstairs there was a little baby snake in a vent and then as if like guarding the room behind it i went into the room behind it and there was graffiti in just this one room that said mr pickles with a pentagram 
<laughs> I was like, what the fuck? No way. Bullshit. Like, oh, that's real? Yeah. I was like, well, uh, I guess it's assigned to film here. But then uh, we wound up filming somewhere else after, after all. But- <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dude, after Satan came in the form of a baby snake and put your as an asp, yeah, and then you ignored it. No wonder it rained. Yeah, (laughs) that was your punishment. Also, Clark is—he hates snakes. Right when you mentioned it, I—I couldn't help. I coiled up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's 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 let Will go. As I learned, how how long we've been talking to him for an hour? Oh shit. Is that a snake oh. behind you, actually? Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it. Now I feel bad. I didn't realize I was, like, droning on about fucking heavy metal for you so long. You drone about heavy metal as I long know. as I've known <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, people aren't afraid of COVID anymore. And in the Bay Area, <laughs> they've been terrified for a long time. And my commute has just started to really fucking blow now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming back from work. And I came back and I was, like, shot. So it's chugging the coffee and it hit. I feel bad. You have such a good. You've had such a like interesting career. I hate, you know, I'm sorry to everybody listening that I ate up so much time talking about. Why are you a project? We're 270 (laughs) episodes in. We've been doing this five years. I I know know. the drill. (laughs) Well, you're a fucking cool dude, man. Like, where where are you right now? Are you in Pennsylvania? No, no, I'm in uh, like Burbank area. How is Burbank doing? As as a horror fan, that's our vacation place. Like with uh oh god, I what the Monster Palooza, Monster Palooza, Halloween Horror Nights, and what's the bookstore? Oh, um, Dark Delicacies. Thank you. See, Dark Delicacies. I think I've been there. There's a is that right by all the Halloween stores? See, I just moved to Burbank right before the pandemic, so I don't know where the hell I'm at. (laughs) <laughs> All right, you, you gotta Google Dark Delicacies. They do um signings and promotion shit for like horror movies all the time. Like if you walk in there, there's just autographs everywhere. Really? And uh yeah, dude, Liquid Death would have been perfect there. You just have like cans of shit, all the, the posters that did you work on that poster? No, I didn't. The beautiful but, um, I believe Mike Mike did the uh the font dead till death on the poster himself, I believe. No, oh, wow. oh, I don't like hey. Mike. He sounds like he's good at everything. <laughs> yeah. Is he one of those like self-made millionaire dudes by like 14 too? <laughs> oh man. I don't know if I've been here. This looks, I'm looking at it on my phone. I might have to go there tomorrow. See, I, I moved to, to Burbank like a month before everything got shut down and oh, great. been out and around a little bit, but pretty much staying at home all the time. Yeah. I know LA has been rough down there. We have a, um, just from doing the show for so long, we've we've met a bunch of people who lived out there, and like half of them left. They're just like, yeah, I got to get the fuck out of here. A lot of people have left, yeah. Yeah. So you got to check out Dark Delicacies. They're really cool. And then um, Halloween Town, I think, is owned by Rob Zombie. And there's two of them, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Weird circles back to there. Yeah, there's a good horror community out there. I think Dark Delicacies where I bought that uh, Toad Road poster sign. Oh, really? Yeah, so they got some deep cut shit in there. Well, you also oh. got Jay Leno riding around okay. in jalopies. <laughs> Burbank's a happening place, man. Oh, well, I've not seen him in Burbank, but I'll keep my eyes open. Well, dude, thanks for hanging out. I'm sorry I was talking your ear off. Oh, you guys are great. It was good talking to you guys. Well, anytime you want to hang out, I mean, Burbank. Actually, we're probably going to be down there in October. So we got to drag you out to Monster Palooza. Are they going to do it this year? 
I think so. It'll probably be like, uh, you know, masked, masked up and everything, but like proof of vax, maybe probably, yeah. but it'll be chill. Well, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited to go yeah. back down there. Well, well, we love your shit, man. Uh, keep it going. Keep us posted. And thanks again, dude. All right.